Resuming. We heard. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Gentlemen and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I'm the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, coming in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, hailing straight out of Krakoa, Alfonso Westman Flores. Oh, my stars and garters. Ladies, gentlemen, and knights, this will be a spoiler Build discussion of the Marvels, starring the one and only super talented Brie Larson and a cast of hundreds. Therefore, there will be stars and garters discussed in this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Uh, what's up, gentlemen? Welcome to the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, in this episode, we're going to be discussing the Marvels movie. We're going to be talking about the box office. Uh, this movie is already being called one of the lowest performing movies in the history of the MCU. And I guess that means they don't consider Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. But, because it's all canon now, it's all canon ever since Loki. So we're going to jump into it. We're going to talk about if we were excited about it, what we liked about the movie, what we disliked about it, and just share it with all of you. I'll start off. I love this movie. I was excited about it uh, when I when it was going to come out. I Thursday, the first showing, I got to sit there and watch the movie with a completely empty movie theater Thursday. It was awesome. Uh, so I watched it, and it was everything I expected and more. I wasn't expecting a great movie, but I thought it wasn't as bad as Joe told me every time I texted him when I watched the trailer, because I watch a lot of movies, and they played that trailer all the time. Like, I wasn't tired of seeing the trailer, but I was like, my God, are, are they going to stop showing this trailer? Uh, I was excited for the movie, so I was excited to watch it by myself on Thursday. I was excited to watch it in an empty theater on sunday and finally there was five or six people when i watched it again today alfonso i know you saw it uh tell me were you excited when you walked through the door to watch it dude i was so excited to see this okay first of all the name the marvels and it's like all this like speculation of what's going to happen of course my big hope was rogue was going to show up at the end and still you know captain marvel's power um you know there was talks that maybe gene gray might be in it because she's marvel girl so, I mean, the whole thing I was I was super excited for, mainly because um, watching after watching Miss Marvel, Iman Vellani, she just she just has she's so charismatic. She just she portrays the excitement like so perfectly. You know, she just everything about the way her acting is like she doesn't overact like some kid actors do. You know, she's just like she's so real to me, you know, like her reactions are so real. And she just has so much heart and spirit. I was just, I was super excited to see her. In my opinion, she stole the show, you know? You know, it's interesting because you just took one word and described how, what I've been thinking about Amon Vellani for a long time, ever since I saw her 
in Ms. Marvel, which is she is very charismatic and she can steal a scene. She can steal a show. And that is one of the things that I really enjoyed about watching this movie. Now let's turn it over to the man who didn't go into this movie with a lot of excitement, even though I screenshotted him every positive review I could find, like every single one. Joe. She's not a kid. She's 21. <laughs> she looks like a kid was 21. That's how they do it in Marvel. Yeah. Um, it was a fun movie. I mean, after like the last few um, Marvel movies that came out, I actually walked out and me and my son said it was actually an enjoyable movie. It was fun. You know, I didn't, I guess if you're not Marvel, is it really Marvel fatigue or is it just they haven't been putting out fun, good movies? I mean, to be honest, I don't even, I think if the movie is good, like you could say it's Marvel fatigue, but you throw Robert Downer Jr. and Chris Evans in the next movie, they're going to go watch it. So it's, I, I, I don't know if it's really, you know, Marvel fatigue more so than bad writing. But, you know, like the villain wasn't that good, you know, but the villain, if you look at it as a plot device of where they are trying to get to, it, she did her job. She's not, I mean, there hasn't been like a dope villain since Donald's, to be honest. I mean, the, the God Killer and Thor was pretty dope, but they didn't do anything with that, you know. Um, there's really not too many more villains, you know, and they try to do something with Kang, and you can and you know, have you both finished uh, Loki? Well, yes, yes, I have. Spoilers for Loki as well. Have you seen that out? Okay, good. So, I mean, there we'll get because I think this is going to tie into the further discussion about this movie, but I enjoyed the movie a lot. The what kind of like ruined it for me a little, we're not really ruined it because. You know, it wasn't the ones that I was really looking to forward to, to your point, Alan. But um, I saw a TikTok where they said the interview where Kevin Feige said they're thinking about bringing a character that they haven't used the correct way and before in the past. You know, as far as X-Men, you start to think it has to be Beast because I felt like they could do so much better with Beast because he was such instrumental. Mm-hmm. And then I think on TikTok, I saw like he was doing an interview um I don't even know his name. Coach Grammar. I uh, was doing an interview and they were talking about how he hasn't been. I was like, scored up real quick. Cause I, cause you know, they, they had little details. Like sometimes where I scored up, I was like, shoot, man, that means beast is going to be at the end. You know what I mean? And then yeah. sure enough, you go and you watch it and you, you know, they're in a, in a hospital, you know, or not a hospital, but you know, like, you know, they're in the X-Men house at the bottom of the, the, their little mini clinic. Uh, but yeah, the, the way that it ended to your point, cause I remember you said that Alan, uh, the way, um, the way it ended is what Alfie has been screaming for the whole time. Yeah. Which is the Young Avengers. And I kept saying, we don't need that, but apparently they're going to do it. And then the end with the whole incursions thing. And we can go in deep about that. I want to know you guys' opinion on the incursions thing. But the incursions of the possibility of X-Men versus... This is, I'm going to bring questions to you guys and, and we can just talk about it. X-Men versus the Avengers... They could go that way. One, mm-hmm. two, the incursions, which is gonna if, that could lead because Marvel likes to do quick stories together in a one. So they could do an incursions with the Avengers versus X Men, which is that universe. Is it the X Men from the Deadpool? It's another question, you guys. I want you guys to talk about um, and your opinions about that. And then, of course, the Loki thing. Like, where does he stand? Because now he's not king, and I'm wondering. 
Did they do that because they let go of majors? Yeah. You know, so now they redid that ending. So now he's out of the picture because they basically just took King out of there, which is where they can still call it King Dynasty. So I don't know how they're going to do with that. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, King doesn't have to look like John and the Majors. You know, he he can be anybody. You know, when you're dealing with alternate realities, you know, one your flap of a butterfly's wing. Next thing you know, you're you're some you know white guy, or you're you know you're <laughs> you're all of a sudden an Aztec warrior um, with the name of seeing no, no more, you know, because um, they, they could do so much with it. There's no reason why he has to be that. Even even in the comics, you know, like the ancient one, Victor Timely. I mean, they were all different people, you know, even even like um, Young King where he was Iron Lad. So uh, I got to tell you, though, I mean, I'm so stoked about like Imam Vellani being able to like, she's like, I got an idea. <laughs> she, she takes Nick Fury's little thing and he's she's like, she does the whole thing and she's sitting in the room waiting for Kate Bishop to show up, man. Those, she's another good, you know, her, her performance was amazing as well. So like those yeah. two to start it off really filled my heart, you know, with a lot of, a lot of excitement. You know, I, I, I would say, Joe, you're right. The, the bad writing did lead to Marvel fatigue. I think hand in hand, they were working well together, you know, and I was, I was always trying to maintain hope. And I'm really excited about the direction they're going because even the incursions, the multiple timelines, you know, the young Avengers, the X-Men, you know, it's all right there, but then they're they're talking about, well, maybe we might have to scrap some stuff and bring back Iron Man and, and Captain America. So hopefully they don't just like scrap everything and throw them in. It's like sprinkle them in. They they can join the mix. You know, it's gonna make it bigger and better, bigger, stronger, faster. Oh higher, stronger, faster. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, Joe brought up some really good questions, so let me see if I can keep these together. Young Avengers, don't care, don't want the Young Avengers, could care less about the Young Avengers. It's just going to dilute and pollute the overall Avengers story. Disney Plus shows are hot trash, and because those Disney Plus shows are hot trash, it's um, it's kind of like, how can I put it? That's one of the things that caused hero fatigue was it was like we are going to these movies and we're supposed to say to ourselves like like I was talking to someone and they were like the problem with uh, Multiverse of Madness was for the first five ten minutes I had no idea why Scarlet Witch was doing what she was doing because I didn't watch the WandaVision show and I was like you're right you know because I was like we don't have to watch the shows. And I was like, straight out of the gate, you don't understand Wanda's motivation if you don't watch that show. It, it, it becomes very abstract, right? And so looking at that, it's led to the whole Marvel downfall. And I don't see them making a, a Young Avengers movie because no one wants to see a movie with the Young Avengers. So they'll make it a show. And they got too many shows and they're boring. So no, I don't care about Young Avengers. Now Incursions? I feel like incursions are the way to go, and I feel like Deadpool, to Joe's point, is going to be the linchpin for all of this, because they're going to acknowledge that the Fox universe still exists to some extent if Binary and Monica Rambeau are both in that universe. It allows for that to tie into Loki with the incursions because you know loki's like uh like oh loki fixed everything 
But what if what Loki did by creating the tree of life, as they say, or changing the overall formulation of the timelines, because you see they're all kind of wrapped together, that could actually create the incursions. Uh, so I feel like because by killing he who remains and saying like, oh, I'm going outside of time, I really think he who remains thought that that's what would ultimately happen which is why he kept trying to reset to his timeline. So listen to me ramble. But yeah, incursions are coming. I feel like this is all tying in. No kid Avengers. What, what if they, um, because you know, she did start a group in the comic. It's called Champions. Yeah. So, I mean, they could do that. I think if they were going to do something with Miss Marvel and her Champions or Avengers, to your point, I think it's perfect for them to do it on the TV series mm -hmm. that deals with like smaller type of crimes. Because I, yeah. if I remember correctly, like Miss Marvel started that um, that group because she felt like the Avengers and them wouldn't tackle the smaller issues, which I think this would be perfect for that little crew to do the small issues, you know, because I don't think they can do big world threats, in my opinion. Um, but what what do you what do you also think about um because I've been hearing stuff about we they're replacing all the infinity stones with people so That's like dumb. loki's like the time stone wanda's the reality stone reality stone and then i think monica rambeau's the blue stone i can't remember the names of them but you, you get the point like they're the ones that are going to come together to stop king i guess i, I don't know that's that's stupid it's yeah. like how, how many times i think joe said this before like i don't know you date someone and then you come back and you date them again it's like We've already gone through the Infinity Stones. You mm -hmm. don't have to now say, oh, it's new Infinity Stones, but it's people. Just stop. Just yeah. stop. Move They're on. They're trying to uh, rekindle. Because, you know, like, you've been here and they signed Robert Downey Jr. He said he's down to make a movie again. Yeah. So he's coming back. It's so bad. I think the biggest mistake Marvel ever did was killing off two of the main people that they didn't have any backup plan like, it's funny because Fahi and everybody goes to this camp and they do a little 10-year plan or whatever they want to do. But the ten, the plan after the killing of Robert Downer Jr. and then Chris Evans dying, they, whatever plan they had after that was just stupid and it didn't work. And now it's, it's like what Donald said. You did everything you can only to come right back to me. And <laughs> that's what happened, dude. There was no plan. We went through an entire, we went through all of phase four and now we're in phase five and there is absolutely no plan. Kang did not relate to, uh, Kang Quantumania, or excuse me, Ant-Man Quantumania did not relate, relate to Loki. Nothing in phase four, none of the shows have tied in to Loki or Kang or Quantumania. And even when they throw that little oh Easter egg in at the end of Loki, where they're like, uh, there was a Kang in 616, but they took care of it. Really? With a bunch of ants? This is our big universal threat that's supposed to have not one, but two Avengers movies around him. And Ant-Man took him out with some ants and a karate chop? That's what we're doing? There was no plan. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Kang should have got away. And I think that's the biggest mistake because the bright point of that whole movie was Kang. 
I mean, Majors was good at it. I mean, the whole bright point is this King scene. And, you know, if they would have done it right, they could he could have been created as a big bad. Like, if this dude's popping through different realities in, in the multiverse, you would think, like, the TV shows that they were creating, like, he'd be some way responsible for some of the stuff that's going on, you know, to set it up. Like, they, they set up Thanos so well as his... If you never read a comic and you were just watching the Marvel movies, the way they set up Thanos to be the big bad, it was done very well. So when he came in, you're like, man, this guy's this guy's gonna kick butt. Yeah. They didn't do that with Kang. Like you don't get me wrong, dude. Ant Man can do certain things, but you really Ant Man to your point, ants. So it's like the dude if and then they say if this guy's supposed to be the guy who remains, if he's that smart, he didn't think about something that can defeat ants. So it's <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? So it's like, I don't know, man. What are you going to do, man? Like, he couldn't think of some, to your point, Alfie, a big rage can. You know what I mean? Like, a can that spits out, like, you know, like nothing but raid everywhere. I just don't get it. Yeah, the, the more that you think about it, if, if remember, and this happened, I want to say in Infinity War, when Thanos beat Hulk, that was like, dang that kind of showed that he's not only like a mental threat but he's also a physical threat now we've gone a complete phase and kang has done nothing but lose he lost to ant-man victor timeless timely is nothing but a bumbling buffoon and he who remains got beat by loki and they're supposed to be a kang dynasty when are we going to do that u-turn so so like to joe's point Thanos, from the moment he popped on at the at the end credits and said, I'll do it myself, you were like, dang. Like, that right there, as menacing as he was, as good as Jonathan Major is as an actor, they've, they haven't done anything like that. And just that those, those words, I'll do it myself, boom, you were ready to see Thanos. Yeah, um, it... You know, it's like I, I I do want to come to the defense of like the Marvel shows. I mean, they they did start strong. Uh, I'm like we were all invested in the Hawkeye at the beginning, and it was like we were we were we were talking we we're talking big big you know big stuff about it. It was going places. <laughs> now you don't remember that. I right, go back and listen to the episode. Episode five. Episode five. All of us <laughs> thought that was one of the best I'm, episodes. I'm gonna say one until thing. Until six. Yeah. WandaVision. Until six, seven, and eight. No, 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 no. We did. We did. No, 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 no. Okay, the first the first movie was or the first show was Wandavision, and we were all hyped up on it. And then they threw in a freaking punchline when Quicksilver was just some dude, some actor. That was the start. That's what they gave us in the first series, right? Yeah. And as hyped as we were on episode five, at the end of Hawkeye, weren't we all like, "Meh." <laughs> yeah like after episode five six seven and eight was like well was it five or six because six was okay and then seven and eight was just like rah, rah, rah. <laughs> well miss marvel didn't disappoint you know and and it, i think she did a really good job leading right in into the marvels and you know i gotta tell you speaking of disappointing <laughs> disappointing um disney plus shows uh what is it? The uh, Secret Invasion, man. Nick Fury did more in five minutes in this in this movie than he did in that entire Secret Invasion. That was Nick Fury I wanted to see, man. He was kicking butt, you know. So it's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. He's an old man, but he doesn't forget his moves. Mm -hmm. 
yeah it's everything it's so weird because i feel like I, I was i was in a forum today or a group or something like that and people were complaining about the movie and i was like the things you're saying sound like people who've never seen it and i feel like all these people who are like oh the movie wasn't good it's like but number one what are you comparing it to if you're comparing it to phase one okay those movies were better but if you compare not even all of phase one because in my opinion the marvels is a better movie than captain marvel and the marvels is a better movie than a lot of phase one so to say like oh this isn't a good movie uh, compared to what and to alfonso's point getting back on track put the train back on the track secret invasion was hot garbage but nick fury in this movie he was funny he was shooting scrolls and he i guess he didn't shoot any scrolls spoiler alert he was shooting kree <laughs> he was a badass he was using yeah. flurgans as like a weapon of mass destruction this was a <laughs> badass nick fury i love nick fury in this movie dude i gotta tell you when i saw those eggs all over the ship i i swear i thought it was the brood i was like Oh, the brood's coming. The brood's coming. And I was like tapping my friend on the shoulder. And it turned out to be a bunch of more Flurgans, Clurgans, whatever they are. But it, it was cool. It was cool. That was a, I thought that was a pretty decent plot device. Yeah, you got to save all these people, but we don't have enough escape pods. Oh, put them in a cat. You know, we, they carry two, two or three people each. It's easier to put a bunch of them in one escape pod. So that, that worked out well. It was something new, something different we hadn't seen before. Um, and then when it comes to like, you know, people and they're complaining about things, I mean, it's too easy for somebody to see something on TikTok or, or YouTube and they're like, or Instagram and they're like, you know, oh, wow, that sounds really smart. I, I like that idea. I'm going to use that argument. And it's like, then they start spitting that like it's, it's biblical knowledge. And it's like, come on, you guys got to have a brain of your own. Watch the movie. Make your decision on your own. You don't, you don't have to take everybody's, you know, bias on this. It's like there are movies that you guys like that I like, that you guys don't like that I like often. And then there's movies that I don't like that you guys don't like or vice versa. So. You know, everybody's got an opinion, and and the truth of the matter is, you got to be able to rely on your own. You know, you you can be like me and find enjoy, enjoyment anywhere and be super forgiving about everything, or you can you know be a little more scrutinous. You can you know you can just tear things apart left and right. But all in all, I mean, you know, why why not have fun with it? <laughs> yeah, and this movie was absolutely fun. I felt like every actress and every actor in this movie went in there having fun. I feel like there was one part of the movie that I felt like derailed the movie a little bit, which was the musical portion, but not to the point. It's like someone walked in and said, Hey guys, this isn't working. Boom. They just stopped it. And I thought that was good because it wasn't really working for me, but it didn't because like there was no callbacks to it where like later on, you know, they, they started singing again later. They, did it and all of a sudden it was done and that was cool i mean that definitely worked for me but other than that and even that it was fun it's like hey let's try something different but the big thing about this movie is it was fun yeah i, I like the fact that the people couldn't understand them when they were talking because it, it's like oh they can't understand your dialect <laughs> and they, oh don't worry he's uh he's bilingual so he gets it yes. <laughs> dude i enjoyed that part like i thought it was different it was new it was refreshing because, you know, every planet, it's like you're on a planet where you have to sing to communicate. That's the language. And, like, if you could sing, you could speak it. It's, it's, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought, you know, when she said, oh, he's bilingual, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, 
dude, come on, dude. She ain't no Amber Heard, bro. Can you get over yourselves, you nerdy <laughs> dudes? Go take a shower and get out of your little nerdy, stubborn, selfish, I hate women era. It's it's like, bro, like, Brie Larson was good in this movie, though, and I think she's fine. So, I mean, every time I, she's just, every time I see her interviews that she does, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Like, you know, when your personality, I, I, I just think she gets a lot of hate. And more than she deserves, I, I, in my opinion, because, you know, she's actually a good actress. She's fun. Um, I don't know if you saw that interview where she was talking about her best friend, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> no. she saying, like, they're, they're like best friends. And then she says, like, um, for you, my second second favorite person, I'll do it. And she's like, who's your first? And he goes, me, of course. You know, so it's like you could tell the relationship. You know, I think the why the reason why um because if they're they're really best friends in real life, it translates to them together filming. And I think that's why that Nick Fury seemed a little more fun. And because that's their actual relationship, the way they talk to each other in real yeah. life, it's transitioned to that. So I mean, I could see why this Nick Fury is a little bit different, a little bit better. He's you know, he's doing another movie with his friend. Yeah. Shit, if we all were doing a movie together, bro, I like to think we're hey, you guys are kind of different in those movies together than you are by yourself. <laughs> it's a lot more fun. Yeah. yeah. Except yeah. Alfonso's stopping to talk to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true that. Get over here. Get over, over here. here. Talking about wrangling cats. Yeah. You know, one person that I thought was is gonna be overlooked, but I just thought she was amazing is the actress who was uh, Kamala's mom. Oh, she's so great. Yeah. Like she just, she kept the, the whole thing. Like, even though I thought that Kamala had a really human tone, I felt like you felt that family like that, like, wow, this Kamala is still a teenager and she's still in peril and her family's going to care about her. And it's just not like, Oh, we're the Avengers and we're going to run off. And I'm Peter Parker. I'm, I'm swinging around and, I'm like pretending I'm an adult. No, she was still a kid and her family still cared about her. And her mom did a great job of conveying that. So I, I thought that she's definitely an actress that can't be overlooked in this movie. Yeah, I think the mom and the dad and, and the brother, you know, to your point, the, just the, whole, the overall chemistry is good. Like, mm -hmm. I think everybody in this movie, the chemistry was good. You know, I didn't think there was anything like, you know, I can see why they, people get upset with the villain. I can see why people get upset with the the brief this is what Captain Marvel has been doing. See, like to your point, Alan, you said, do I have to watch Miss Mar or the Marvel, Captain Marvel, the first movie to understand this one? They did like a brief synopsis, like a, mm -hmm. a Wikipedia, I would say, you know, of what happened to the point, you know, the whole movie. So you don't really have to watch that. And a lot of people didn't like that, which I'm okay with it. You know, it's no big deal. When was the last time Miss Marvel's movie came out? Or you know, Captain Marvel. It's like a long time ago, man. Yeah. So I mean, I get it, dude. But I think this is the first movie where you finally know where they're going, and they had some type. This is the direction we're gonna go. So two cut scenes at the end of the movie, and then the post credit. This is where we're going. Is for me a better sign of Marvel? They understand what what they need to do to get back on track. And I think the next movie is Deadpool. And there's nothing they've. They've canceled a lot of other movies, you know, or pushed them back. So it's like, you don't even know what's going to be after Deadpool. Yeah. Hey, I, I had to tell you, like, one thing that, like, really got to me is like, it had a lot of heart was when uh, 
when Monica was was like she got out of that memory thing and she was like like freaking out because she saw her mom die and she was all sad and and you know like Kamala like just right away just go over and hugs her because you know how like sometimes adults are a little too standoffish like you know they need a hug but I'm not gonna hug them because it's so like she hugs her and like they're crying together she looks over and she grabs Captain Marvel brings her in dude that was that was really touching that was really touching because you know it's like you you see it a lot you see it a lot in real life especially as men you know men men you know don't want to you know, get up in there and, and, you know, hold each other. And it's like, I'll hold you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll expect hugs from Alfonso when I need him. You know, it pays off too, because the relationship, you know, the tension of like, she said, I just needed you back. I didn't care what you're called or who you were, who you became or what happened. You said you were going to come back. You didn't come back. So I think the relationship with those three together pays off at the end when uh, Rambo was stuck in a different reality. You know what I mean? You could see it hits. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's, that's good writing. I mean, it's fun. It's entertaining. I mean, I enjoy this movie a lot compared to like the last few stuff that they came out with, you know, and then, and there wasn't even that much action. I mean, there was some action in there. It wasn't no outlandish scenes or anything like that, you know, where you're just like, wow, that was some good stuff, but I was okay with it, with what they did. Well, I really like the way that they they would flip back in place and time, you know, back and forth. And then they were like, well, we got to be able to use this to our advantage. And they did a little training montage, right? And it, that was like, I'm a big fan of classic 80 movies, you know, where they there's always some kind of training montage, like Revenge of the Nerds, whatever, you know. And, and they got it down pat to where they could utilize it as a strength. You know, it was their weakness and they're going to be able to utilize it as a strength. And, and they did. They used it to their advantage until, you know, like emotion got involved and, you know, when a little stri- arrived. But they were able to pull it back together, man. Um, I I really like that. You know, it's just it. It just had it, the movie had so much heart. I mean, I can't say that enough. The second time I saw it and Monica got trapped in the alternate reality that actually hit a lot harder because I realized like they built a team. They got their family back together as far as Monica and Carol. And within the course of like a few hours, it all gets ripped away from Carol and Monica. And it was like, dang. And you could, when Kamala stepped off the ship, you could see like she was really anxious like she was hurt and she's excited she sees her family but she's also looking like i'm the one who's gonna have to tell nick fury that monica's gone and i felt like the relationship between monica and nick fury you could tell it was stronger than just like you know nick fury and a standard shield or saber agent so it hit like really hard like when he took the time to go to the other to those two members of saber and he's like well how's it going and they're like oh the planets are back together and you know we sent some people over to holla and he's like no that's not what i was talking about that's like whoa that hits real hard because you could tell all this procedural stuff didn't matter he cared about a member of his family so that was dude this movie as i'm thinking about it it's so good my son's like hey dad why does she p- close reality from the inside when she can do it from the outside? <laughs> and I'm like, if she does it that way, there's no story. <laughs> there's no incursion. <laughs> you know what I mean? She gave me a look like, man, I'm on Sunday. have to do that. She, yeah, she, you, otherwise, there's the, you don't see the X-Men. You have to do it that way. 
she couldn't pull it. She had to go behind and push it. You know, it's like like a car trying to push a car up, pull a car nah, up. She was closing that. it, bro. Like well, you've she... seen the, the the things. It was closing like this. Yeah. She could have easily have done it from the other side. But I get why they do that because you got to have the movie. Oh, of course. Or, you know, I mean, but it's just funny how like he walks out and he thinks like us. Well, why they do that? <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that the fact that her you know her mom shows up in the other reality as binary, which was another Carol Danvers persona after you know she woke up from being you know like uh, put in a coma from Rogue. That that was really cool because you know it's like even in in what the other um, what was that Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness you had her as Captain Marvel. So it's like she in other realities is the Captain Marvel. So in that universe, who knows? That's exactly maybe that's exactly how it went, where she went from being Captain Marvel to binary. You know, um, it's not necessarily the same one that they saw in the incursion, but you know, the, to see to hear Kelsey Grammer's voice and to see the Beast portrayed so well with you know CGI, it, it was it was awesome. You know, because yeah, Kelsey Grammer he's a little up there in age. You know, he's not going to be performing all that. There's nothing wrong with doing that in CGI. He's a a blue furry beast. You know what I mean? And, you know, right now in the comics, Beast is kind of dropping the ball with his moralities and stuff. So um, he's got a lot of hate. So I'm, I'm excited to see what the what the X-Men community says about him coming forth in this movie and how, how they handle it. Because, like, right now it's like the Beast is kind of like that burn everybody's side. Alfonso, can you take about one minute and for the purposes of the ladies, gentlemen, and knights, can you educate us on who Binary is, how she got her powers? Well, you know, it's funny because I, I I remember her from the Starjammers, which is like it's they're space pirates, you know, that that work with and against um, Lalandra and her um, Shi'ar Empire. Right. And the, the Starjammers are led by um, what's his Corsair. name? Um, yeah. Corsair, Corsair, which is Scott Summers dad, right. you know, Scott and Alex Summers, which is Cyclops and Havoc's dad. So uh, Alfonso, a lot of yes. people don't know who uh, the Shi'ar Empire is. Oh well, yeah, I'll get there. So, so there was a for a while, Professor X had this whole like brain headache kind of thing going on, and he found out that there was a woman reaching from him, reaching to him from across the stars for help, and it turned out to be Lalandra um, Nimani. And you know, he finally met her and he helped out her empire. And she was like, you know, you can come with me and you can live. We'll make you walk, but you have to stay with us. So they actually, I think they were married and stuff. It was really cool. But yeah, so he went, you know, the X-Men went out in outer space, helped them out. But for for a time, Binary is working with the Star, Star Jammers. And it's like, then they would say Carol. And then, and then I would read Carol Danvers. And at the time, I didn't have the whole picture because I'm like reading things spot, spot here and there when I could pick things up or when I could find answers to things. And then like, so like later on, Dukes asked me about this. It's like, who's, who's binary? And like, I started, I'm like, man, I, I can't remember. So I, I looked it up on YouTube. I looked it up on TikTok and I found some answers. I'm like, that's right. And I think it was, they were saying it was the brood that mm -hmm. got him. And I'm like, it the was brood. the brood. Yeah. They're not very sensitive beings. They're just like, they're like aliens, you know, like the, the movie aliens where they go and they breed and they destroy. But I guess in that time they were a little smarter and they took her in and they, they like warped her powers and stuff to kind of put somebody on the inside. But um, yeah, so it was just another another persona of Carol Danvers because, of course, in the Marvel universe, you actually have Captain Marvel, who was Marvel. He was an actual Cree uh, who came to Earth. He was a hero. He got cancer. He died, and like something happened where he got shot with some kind of energy beam, and Carol Danvers was behind him. That filled her up with some kind of uh, with that Cree energy, and she became Captain Marvel. And then, then you got the Nega bands with friggin' Quasar and and oh, okay, I'm going too far. Never mind. 
actually wait the negabands were used by captain marvel for a while and then later on quasar picked them up and they had the power cosmic and yeah it's it's really interesting i love the fact that i i kind of called it i don't remember if i said it in the podcast or not but i'm like yeah those there's two of them oh those are the negabands they got to be the negabands and you know i don't know if you guys noticed but there was a part where she didn't have her her bangle on and she was still using her powers right so like her powers are her mutant powers and they didn't acknowledge that at all. I'm surprised nobody said anything about that. And she put it back on like nothing was going on. So that bangles what's allowing her to travel back and forth in time, do other, th- other things like that. So, um, and I like the fact that each of the bangles had different set of powers. Like one was more for traveling. One was more for opening. It, it was, it was really interesting. And then when they're put together and the fact that actually when she put them together where she was able to live with, in unison with those things, whereas the other, um, the Cree bad guy, the main Cree bad guy, she put him on and she died. It was like, it was like when, um, what's his name grabbed the hold of the power stone in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. It was the same thing. It was just like, couldn't handle it. But for some reason, Miss Marvel could actually have both of them on. And then she gave one up. It's like at the end, she only had one. I was like, come on, man. You got to give it back to her, let her live out to her full potential. But we'll see. She's going to, she's got growing up to do when she gets old enough. When she turns 21, they'll give her a. She a gave one day. back? I don't even remember that her giving one I back. Didn't, I didn't see her give one back, but at the end, she only had one. Hmm. Mm, I don't, I don't know because I don't. It, I was watching for that. I, the, the bracelet was just there to help her. You know, that's what they, that, that's what made her mutant powers evolve or right. come out, I guess, is that. So that's what that is. I'm pretty sure she's going to have both of those bracelets because she's able to do it. And that's what's going to help them go through the, you know, different realities because she can tap that thing and open up a reality again. If you think about it and she's not going to die, so she can open it up, you know, if they're on earth and open it up the same thing and, you know, and go into that, whatever reality she wants. I think it's going to be something to that effect. Well, you know, when she gets a hold of America um, Chavez between the two of them, they should be able to find Monica Rambeau. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think that's gonna happen until closer to maybe Kang and the Avengers, I think. It's it's gonna be a while. I don't think I think they're building up to it. I don't think it's gonna happen right away. No, it won't be right away. They gotta they gotta let it fester for a little while. And it all depends on Deadpool. Like how's that gonna is it gonna is that what's gonna kick start it? And then from there, what do you do after that? Yeah, who knows? Maybe he's gonna be <laughs> the one to bring her back to the Marvel universe. He's like, Hey, you don't belong here. <laughs> What's up with that? Come on. Going home. Are you, are, are you, are either of you familiar with Avenger Prime? I just heard about him today. I just heard about yeah, him. That's, yeah, that's Loki. Right. So yeah. to me, that seems like that's a good way to create secret wars. And I guess technically I'm, it's not like oh. it's idea to create secret wars because he gathers Avengers from mm-hmm. different realities. Yeah. So I, they're setting it up so well, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if he is at the center of all of the different realities, he can probably step outside of his body to see what's going on. He can still see all the Kings because nice. as much as we're saying, like one of the Kings, like we're not going to use Jonathan major anymore. It's like the Kings still exist, right? Therefore the Kings are still like, they didn't say the King problem went away. They just said that, he who remains was replaced by Loki and that their mission right. was different now. So I feel like Avenger prime or just Loki in general, like they may not call him Avenger prime, but I see that being the storyline that they go with more so than the standard secret wars. 
you know, and the other thing with Loki being outside of reality, he's also outside of time. So who's to say that the world tree that he created is not the world tree that Odin follows, you know? Well, did you hear also they're saying that, to your guys' point, um, Kang doesn't have to look like Jonathan Majors because they're saying Mor- Morbius is actually Odin in a different, is a variant of Odin. So if you look at the older, the, one, of the, one of his sons had a green bike. And he was always in the trouble, causing trouble, burning stuff and stuff like that. And the older son is Thor. He had a red bike. And so he's always looking after his, you know, looking after his brother. Hey, go take care of your brother. And then, of course, their mom had passed away. So they're saying that that's a variant of Odin, but just a different looking version. Could be. That's pretty awesome. I hadn't heard that theory, but I love that. And there's there's so much they could make work. It's just a matter of making the having the proper writing and weaving it in properly, you know. And they they could also make multiple stories work and just come in from different angles, and that's where everything collides in the middle. Yeah, I think with the with the way and Loki ended and Captain Marvel, the end credits and the post credits, I think they're in a good place than they have been in a long time. They gave us hope. Yeah. So I mean, Phase Four was. So- so doo-doo dude like this movie is rewriting everything in phase four because phase four was so bad you know so but this is the first time but is it is it too late to bring people back i mean it's good but is it too late for people to be invested again it's not it's not only not too late it's it's the marvel way you know even in the comics you know People go away, they die. Look at Jean Grey. How many times does she die? You know, Captain Captain America. How many times did he die? Sometimes he's he's Hydra, Captain Hydra, and stuff. You know, there's there is so much that they can do. They can come back, backtrack. You know, redo it, slap it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no, Alfonso, you're wrong. <laughs> number one for using that uh, horrible rap line, but number two, people are done with Marvel. They're just done. I feel like no amount of... I want to say they're done with superhero movies in general. And I think it's unfortunate. I feel like if you look at Blue Beetle, if you look at The Flash, if you look at Shazam, if you look at Captain Marvel, and you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, the only movie of those five or six that had any sort of notoriety or response from the general populace is guardians and when i thought about it is guardians a better movie than captain marvel yes but i think i actually enjoyed captain marvel i'm sorry not captain marvel the marvels i feel like i enjoy the marvels just as much as i did guardians of the galaxy but people are just done like it's like i feel like the general public doesn't look at marvel any differently than dc they're all the same they're just all superhero movies and it's been stinker after stinker after stinker and blue beetle was a great movie but people are like i don't want to see it anymore because the flash was a stinker uh i don't want to watch captain marvel because quantum mania was hot garbage and i was telling someone I feel like people don't look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as a Marvel movie because they knew it was James Gunn's last movie. And whatever you saw in there was not going to be continued in the same way. So it wasn't even looked at as a Marvel movie. And they didn't look at it 
to get the continuity that you used to get out of Marvel movies. So, you know, Alfonso, I love you. I love your positivity. Um, don't go around quote, quote, quoting rap songs anymore because you didn't know that cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. So we're done with that. But uh, yeah, I can't agree with this one, man. You should have seen me on the way back from Phoenix because I was like, I'm going back to Cali. I'm going back to Cali. I don't think so. Awesome. Awesome, man. Uh, you're just going to keep it up, though. It's like, I got another rap song I just I just Google searched. <laughs> no, no. I was big in the rap when it started. I lost it. Like, lately, the newer stuff, and I, when I say newer stuff, I mean from 2000s on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like Alfonso, when it comes to, like, movies and songs like he didn't actually listen to them or watch them like with the entire predator series but he'll tell us he did it's all good bro it's okay i gotta tell you man i surprise my wife sometimes with the amount of lyrics i have in the bank here you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) i have lyrics in the bank but they're all wrong like i've just been making up my my lyrics to songs for years and then, like, I'll be watching something, and they'll have the lyrics on the bottom, and I'm like, oh, that's what they were saying. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, we we grew up, we didn't have the internet. If we were lucky, if we were lucky, the lyrics were on the inside of the cassette wrapper, you know what I mean? But other than that, it's like, we're like, um, I, well, <laughs> there's one R&B song, um, it was like make up to break up. And I was like, wake up Jamaica. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, even, 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 um, that one song, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Uh The first month I heard that song, I'm like, dude, this, this is saying spy Wolverine, spy Wolverine. And I'm still just a rat in a cage. I go, it makes so much sense. And I, I think at the same time, the spy Wolverine, x-men 97 toy came out so i was like oh man these guys are my these are are my guys now (laughs) smashing pumpkins (laughs) those broken pumpkin guys (laughs) i did the same thing for years man so i i gotta definitely take part in that as well uh so yeah marvel joe what do you think man are people gonna come back or are they done i think people are gonna come back when robert downer jr is in some scenes like, hopefully they, he comes back and maybe, I don't know, how are they saving him for the very end of the last, you know, like the Avengers movies for him to come back? Or are they going to do it early? I think knowing that he comes back, Chris Evans, and if they get Scarlett Johansson to come back too, I think that's going to intrigue a lot of people that like that era of Marvel movies to come back and watch it. I, I mean, it's right. Is Scarlett Johansson really necessary? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Yes, she is. She's an awesome actress. Yeah. Yeah, but Yelena's, in my opinion, better. <laughs> yeah, but you know, no one gravitated to Yelena. I mean, she's dope. Don't get me wrong. I like her, yeah. but she's not Scarlett Johansson. And, you know, what she, her character is down Black Widow. Right. You know, even though she's a new Black Widow, like, I think once those three died, they didn't have no backup plan. And it, whatever backup, do they even scratch Thunderbolts? Yep. So it's, I mean, you know, 
I think they realize whatever they're working is not. They they exited, bro. I think Kevin Feige on a little cabin trip up in the woods said, "You know what, dude? Start over. What can we do? We need to clean it up." And someone probably raised their hand and said, first, you could bring back the three. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr., and Chris Evans. Unite the three. <laughs> it's it's weird because, like, I heard that they did test screenings for New World Order, Captain America 4, and the screening results were so bad that they're reshooting, like, half of the movie. Hmm. And, and it's like, I think they're just going too comedic and they're trying to, I feel like with Captain America, they're trying too hard to insert social issues. At least they did in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And I feel like that's a problem because it's not subtle. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like what I experience is what I'm experiencing, but I don't need a monologue to be like, gentlemen, as a black man, I've experienced this. And mm -hmm. let me tell you how it affects all African-Americans. It's just like, you see it as it happens. Cause you're watching me in my daily life. You mm -hmm. know? So, yeah. so I feel like that's something where I feel like Marvel, at least maybe it's figuring out, like we don't need to have a social message in every, like this movie. No social message. No social message. Let, let me say this, okay? And free feel, feel free to cancel me. You can hit stop right now. You can unsubscribe. You can send the Nerd World Order to all your greatest enemies. There was no gay movie in this character that had to stop, look at you, dead in the screen and go, by the way, I'm gay. <laughs> and then continue on, okay? Now, we all know that Valkyrie is gay. She came in. She didn't stop and say, oh, by the way, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, I'm gay. And then move on. Mm -hmm. But we know she's a gay character. But it, mm -hmm. they didn't have to slap us in the face with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's something that as much as I am a proponent of equality and, uh, you know, progression for everybody, when you're slapped in the face with it, it's like you don't have to treat us like we're stupid, Marvel. You know, it doesn't mm -hmm. like, oh, Korg is gay. Korg is gay. What? What? But why do we need to know this? He's a rock. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I feel like if they move away from that, bring back the new characters, stop making everything the Thor Love and Thunder comedy hour, they have mm -hmm. a chance of getting people back. I, I think it's more so um, Disney than Marvel. I think it's Disney mm -hmm. doing all that stuff, to, in my opinion. Yeah. I think they have a long toward history of being like exclusive, you know, they, they exclude people for, for, you know, pretty much anything. So now they're trying to be like, Oh no, we accept everybody. We accept everybody. And I'll let you know as an overweight Hispanic male, I, <laughs> tacos for life. Yeah. I, I think, they just need to start forcing it. Like if it if it comes natural, I'm okay with it. Like I'm not opposed to, like if you're gay, if you're lesbian, I'm okay. I don't care, but just don't force it in my. It, it, you know, it, with with Valkyrie, it's so natural. You know what I mean? It's like you're. It's not thrown in your face to your point. And I think Marvel needs to stop doing that with that. 
political stuff. It just needs to be fun again. It, I, I think that's where Marvel, where they hit it right in this movie, the Marvels, is it's it's just fun. And I think Marvel needs to go back to it just being fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we need is just, you're right, fun. Like, it's so weird because people are complaining about this movie. Like, or they're just saying that not so much complaints, but they're like, oh, this movie wasn't good. Like, Eris Quinones over at, uh, what is he on? Um, Variant. Eris Quinones over at Variant. Okay, Eris. This is one of the worst Marvel movies of all time. No, it's not, dude. Like, seriously, my bro. Like, no. You know, Straw Hat Goofy. Oh, dude, there's so much wrong with this movie. No. No, there's not, actually, dude. Like, I might have to unsubscribe to both of those dudes because they're complaining about something, acting like they haven't seen all the garbage that they showed up on the red carpet for. Mm-hmm. smiling at actors faces acting mm-hmm. like the movie is good trying to hype up quantum mania and then telling us this movie is bad bro what because you're not getting paid anymore to say that oh. <laughs> yeah yeah i already unfollow Strahd goofy i know i'm like you're whack bro <laughs> you're <laughs> i can value your opinion if you turn on your i'm a boy king lion <laughs> you know what i mean dude you shout out to Strahd goofy and, and, and aries come on bro like he makes mistakes bro like like I didn't, you know, like, and the stuff that he he says, I'm just like, bro, you don't even get any views. Let me swipe up. <laughs> Everybody has their opportunity to be wrong. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I think it's like in this day and age, is if you you want to critique a movie and stuff like that, is just I don't even think it's your honest opinion. Like we've given honest opinions, whether we like it or we don't like it, right. you know, and we. We we did we debate on what we think is good and what we think is bad, and sometimes we like you know what maybe uh maybe it is better than what I thought it was, but these guys are just doing it for click and bait, right? You know, like then we just do a discussion. If I say this is bad, right. I'm gonna get some people to argue with me, and then I can get more views, and you know, so everyone's just about views nowadays, you know. You know, a lot of times it's easier for people to like, you know, just like crap on things and, and, you know, try to sound smart about it, you know, and, 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 you know, they want to fight with people about things Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that's, that's what they feel is good content. It's like, you know, you don't have to do that. You know, there's nothing wrong with liking something for what it is. And there's nothing wrong with somebody right next to you disagreeing about it. You know what I mean? So your opinion is your opinion. You know, you understand Mm -hmm. by it no matter what. So like we we don't apologize for anything we do. You know, sometimes we we could have discussions and sometimes our minds can be changed. But all in all, it's like we feel the way we feel and you know, that's that's the way it is. Yeah, you know, like it's just it's it's clickbait, dude. It's like if you know people don't like Miss Marvel or you know Brie Larson, right. well, why don't you say you hate this movie? <laughs> then you're gonna get other people. You know what? You're right, man. This guy knows what he's talking about. I I think the same way. Because isn't that why people follow people like similar views? You know. Right, yeah. And but you could also do the other way. You know, like a good debater that wants to ask questions would just take the other side. Because you know, like you know, Alan used to do debate all the time, bro. Like, and he's good at it. So it's. Take the you know when you're debating you're like all right you're going to be the opposer you're going to be the whatever the other one's called I don't even know <laughs> you know what I mean you're going to be for you're going to be against go you know and I think if if you want to do clickbait why don't you pick how you like this movie and then see the hate then you know then you could talk about that but you're afraid of losing followers see that's the thing 
people don't say what they want to say because they're afraid of losing followers. Because if they say the wrong thing, straw hat goofy, you're going to lose followers. And that's why I have no respect for you, straw hat goofy. Matter of fact, take the straw hat of your name and just keep the goofy because you're straight up goofy, homie. <laughs> Calling him out, Joe. <laughs> I still like Straw Hat Goofy, but I have to agree with Joe on this one. His opinion is, and Joe puts it perfectly, you don't want to uh, not keep, not you don't want to upset your fan base. So you say something that you feel like your fans are going to say. But if, because you always have to be first to make that comment or that right. you don't realize your fan base actually likes this movie, which we do. Yeah. Well, ladies, gentlemen, and knights, if you're part of our fan base, which I'm sure you are because you're listening to this right now, one thing that we appreciate you would do is not treat us like Joe did Straw Hat Goofy and unsubscribe. <laughs> what we'd like you to do is to tell your friends, family, and foes to listen to the Nerd World Order broadcast. And here's something else you can do. Whether you're listening on YouTube, which I guess that'd be you're watching us on YouTube. Look at us. You're watching us right now. Or... You're listening to us on like, you know, whatever media like Spotify or or like Apple Music or one of the other obscure podcasts. Go ahead and leave us a leave us a review. Click those five stars. Click that thumbs up. Because based on the things that everyone tells me, that makes the algorithms say algorithms. Other people should also listen to the Nerd World Order broadcast. And then other people who don't know you will actually listen to the Nerd World Order broadcast. So yeah, click them thumbs, click those stars, leave us a review, say Alan and Alfonso and Joe are the greatest. We hate Straw Hat Goofy. You can put that in the comments <laughs> as long as you click five stars. We don't care. So yeah, yeah, do that, ladies, gentlemen, and knights. Uh, Joe, because you are the man who went into this show this i thought you weren't going to like it uh why don't you take us out and give us your overall thoughts uh tell the nerd world order uh what your final thoughts are on this on this show movie my final thoughts are if you want to have a great entertaining movie that you could take your family to go watch bam it's there if you want to have a good time at a movie that you haven't had a good time in a long time bam that's the movie for you you know, and if you just want to see a good family movie with emotion, heart, and where Marvel was going to go in the future, which they should, you need to watch this movie. So I, I would recommend anybody go watch this movie. I don't think you have to watch Secret Invasion. I don't think you have to watch Captain Marvel. I don't think you have to watch Miss Marvel. You can watch this movie without watching any of those. And hopefully if you go watch this movie, you'll fall in love with Miss Marvel and you go watch the TV show because the TV show was pretty good. So, I mean, if you're about family, fun, and entertainment, you should watch this movie. And this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah! Booyah!